these podcasts are recorded in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional gathering place of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Dene people, and the homeland to the Métis Nation. Our water here is sourced from Shoal Lake 40 First Nation, and I pay my respects to the Inuit, First Nation, and Métis elders, past, present, and emerging. Please note that these podcasts are for information and educational purposes only. Feel free to consult with your physician or your mental health provider before starting or changing any of these wellness practices. And if at any time you experience unmanageable symptoms, please call 911 or attend your nearest hospital in order to find the support that you need. Hi, and welcome to the Journey with Julie podcast. I'm your host, Julie Long, and I believe it's in you to heal, especially when we do it together. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Journey with Julie, the podcast. Today, I'm sitting with Melissa Giller, uh, life coach, and she's going to talk about how she turned her pain into purpose, a new purpose in her life that was more aligned to her true authentic self and how you might be able to do that as well. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Excited. Thank to be you here. for coming. Yes, <laughs> because everybody has such a powerful, unique story. And the more times we hear other people's stories, like the more hopeful and inspired we become that, Hey, I can do this. You know, totally. I'm not alone. I'm not weird. Exactly. <laughs> yes. There's nothing wrong with me. Yes. So why don't we start with how, yeah, that TSN turning point, the climax in your life that just 180 shifted for you that landed you here now sitting with me while well, virtually. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like, where do you even start? I feel like sometimes too, when we start to unpack our journey, it's like, well, did it actually start there or did it start way back there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes. Um, the crux of it really for me was that I went through most of my life up until, you know, I was about 30 with a very um, ambitious, driven kind of perfectionist focused mm-hmm way of being. Um, I was a goal getter, high achiever. I had, you know, two degrees. I was working in corporate consulting. I had everything. Check, 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 check. Yes. On paper. On paper. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I had children. (laughs) So that was part of the checking off the boxes. Yes. Yes. Um, But it, for me was really um, a coming to my knees time Mm -hmm. of my life Mm -hmm. where I did this kind of all or nothing thing and and quit that corporate consulting job and threw myself into stay at home motherhood, which was really, again, in an effort to please and be yes. perfect. Mm-hmm. It was not really who I was. Um, and in that totally lost myself and kind of that, you know, thumb on my purpose, like, what am I doing here? And, and having children is, is a very wonderful and noble and worthy purpose, but it wasn't my sole purpose. Yes. And so uh, fast forward through a traumatic birth with my first and colic and all sorts of just adjustments, transition um, to getting pregnant again. And then with that becoming very ill, I was sick the entire time I was pregnant with her. Um, another traumatic birth. And then a broken foot postpartum. It was really like the dark night of my soul. I I had no outlet. 
This was all pre-pandemic and I was like as isolated as you could be. That was the word I kept using. And both my babies were born in the winter months, November, and then January. And so it was just a really tough time. And obviously if you have a broken foot, it's hard, hard to get out. Yeah. When you have um, an infant and a toddler. Yeah, exactly. She was five difficult. months and he was two and a half at that time. Um, in a two-story house. And uh, before we started recording, I alluded that my husband's a business owner and entrepreneur. So he's got a lot on his plate. And, and for me, it was really supporting everyone else, pouring and pouring myself into everyone else and hoping I'd have a drop left over afterwards. And I didn't, I had, I had nothing to give back to myself. And so that TSN point mm-hmm. for me was the fall of 2019, where I experienced this extreme panic attack out of the blue, where I'd, I'd never had one before. And, um, I, I definitely had anxiety and I'd had maybe moments of panic, but it never manifested in this full body mm-hmm attack. <laughs> I don't know yes. what else to call it really, but it was a spiritual awakening for me. Like it was the universe shaking my shoulders and saying like, look at this, this is yes. not you. And so for me, it, it sparked this aha kind of moment of personal healing and transformation and clarity to, to start moving out of that space and really into creating the life that I had envisioned for myself as a younger person, or even, you know, that I had gotten clearer on what I wanted it to be in the first place. Because when I go back, I wasn't all wrong to quit that consulting job and know that I didn't want to work 60 hour work weeks and balance my family. And that was important, but it wasn't, you know, when you're doing really soul driven aligned work, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah. You have this energy that comes with the work that you're doing, whereas where you're doing work, that's not aligned with your authentic self. It's more draining. Yes. And adding kids onto that, like all mothers give, 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 and, and they forget about themselves. They forget to put the oxygen mask on Mm -hmm. for themselves. So it's so easy to lose that GPS for yourself so that you can be the best version of you and then have the capacity to give to others, right? Totally. Yeah. And it's like this kind of misconception, I think, that we feel or we don't always realize that when we think we're giving and giving and that's what everybody needs, well, then we've become a martyr and people Mm -hmm. don't need a martyr and people, kids don't benefit from having a mother who's resentful underneath it all and is Mm -hmm. doing this in an effort to just, you know, pour her purpose into her children. And then, and then what happens when they don't fulfill it? Like that's too much pressure on your kids. It is. I feel like there's a stereotype of this, like, Ah, mom that we think that we need to be and it's giving, 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 and then you lose yourself. And then the next thing, you know, your body has completely shut down on you, has attacked, like you haven't been listening. And so now we're going to shake you up and make you listen while you're down on your knees, Mm -hmm. um, and can't function anymore. And I'm sure a lot of people listening especially like with all that's going on in our world right now can probably really relate to this. Yeah. And so how did you get from on your knees Mm -hmm. 
to where you are now? Like, how did you turn that pain into purpose? Like how, how did you know that it was a spiritual awakening? You know, like how, how did that shift happen? So it's funny because I think for me, I've, I've always been very intuitive and I've always been very spiritual, but it was a part of me that I cut off or didn't pay attention to. And so when you ask how I knew, I just knew, (laughs) I just knew. And then I allowed that knowing to develop and I allowed my intuition to really be something that I leaned into and acted on. You like surrendered. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very much like a journey to trust myself and to make decisions that I felt were in alignment with the kind of life I wanted to live. So it sounds maybe in some ways a bit selfish, but I took a selfish approach to it. I thought about like, Hey, I'm the protagonist in my own story here. Right. So what's, what does that story look like? What's that going to mean? What kind of marriage do I want to have? What kind of mothering experience do I want to have? Not what kind of kids do I want to have? I can't control that, but what, how do I want to feel in parenting? What kind of work do I really feel called towards? And what are the kind of healing things that I need to look at the inner work, which never ends, Mm -hmm. but it's time to get started in a bigger way, um, to actually get myself there. And so it's just a, a lot, it was a lot of tiny little baby steps that were all, you know, it's called following the breadcrumbs or, Mm -hmm taking these tiny, small little baby steps that are in alignment with a desire with what I want to feel. So if I want to improve my marriage, I need to research couples counselors. That's step one, Mm -hmm. right? Step two is book a call. If I want to um, get back into working, well, what did I enjoy? What kind of work would I look for? Like really simple little questions just to start. And every day is that new chance to take another step and another step and another step. And then a year goes by and you're totally different. <laughs> you're, yes. you're sitting, you're standing, you're, you're somewhere totally different from all 365 tiny little steps. And so I remember like before we, we started this call, like if, if you were giving to everybody else and there was no room left in the glass, like nothing left for you. Mm -hmm. The first step was, okay, I need to start refueling myself. Right. Right. To put myself first. How did you know what to start doing first for you? For me, I went back to things I enjoyed as a child. And that's what I really recommend to anyone just getting started with. If you want to find yourself, go back to who you used to be. Um, and I really do find that our, our period of childhood was that where we, we had hobbies and interests that we just knew we had and, and mm-hmm. we did and practiced. And so for me, I really loved reading. Um, so even getting back to reading for pleasure was something, but also then reading for personal development, I had gotten really far from that. I was reading books about tantrums. I was reading books about breastfeeding. Like I was reading books about everything, but myself. Right. Yeah. Um, Although I have to say the tantrum book was really great for actually looking at myself. (laughs) Um, But that's a different story. And so um, what was your question now? Sorry. I'm, I'm, Oh, you found yourself again. Yeah. So it was, it was reading and it was for me, like I, I loved dance when I was growing up, I was a dancer. And then as an adult that really transitioned to yoga. So being able to like stretch and move my body. So getting back to movement that felt good 
And that was the goal. It wasn't to lose 10 pounds. It wasn't to increase my um, strength. It was just to feel happy. Like chasing Mm -hmm. joy was step one. Yes. You know, it's interesting because I think my 2014 version of myself was the one where I was at my prime and hot yoga was the thing that just fueled my soul. You know, like it just felt like I, like a washcloth, you wring out all that that doesn't feel very good. And then you just, your body, it's like a reset. It felt like a reset button for me, but for some people it could be like baking or, um, crafts or like having a long, hot bath with bubbles and candles mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. quiet yeah, or, or music, right. <laughs> yeah, like whatever, whatever just was your jam at some point in your life that just brought you so much happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then carving out time in the schedule, like this is, this is me time. This is self time. And if I don't put that oxygen mask on, then mm-hmm. I won't be here for other people. And I, I remember like, because it's hard to carve out time when your life is a gong show, especially Mm -hmm. being a mom, right? Um, How did you do that? Like, where did you find the time? And, and like, I guess, what was your why? Because a lot of times to carve out time in your schedule, Mm -hmm. there has to be a strong motivator. Right. Yeah. You know, I guess I'm one of the people that like, it doesn't take a lot to motivate me to have time alone. I really love my time (laughs) alone. And the why is that I'm better at everyone else when I have my time alone. Right. Yeah. And so my why for everything I've done has always been since I've had them, my kids, obviously like the, that's what keeps me up at night is thinking about how I'm raising them, what impact I have on them, like the things that I can truly control. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I just found the time, I suppose, by getting really organized, um, by getting really clear on, again, how I wanted to feel and then structuring my day around those things. And I will you I'll be the first one to say like I use an Excel spreadsheet to manage the time of everyone in my family. But that's what makes sense for my brain. It makes sense for me to actually see okay, I can guarantee like these needs your your needs are met in the morning um for the middle of the day, the evening like you know I'm thinking mm-hmm. around meal times, like different things where it's like this needs to get taken care of. I kind of put in the non-negotiables. Right. And then I took a look at the white space and said, "Okay, well, how do I want to feel during this time? Do I want to feel like bored at home and just drained staring at my two kids or do I want to um be out with them doing something for at least a portion of the morning so that I feel like I got out of the house for the day whether that's just a walk or we drove through a coffee drive through or something but we got out yes right and it's like intentionally finding that space. I know in the afternoon, my mom is available on these days, lock her in every Monday. She's coming over from 12 to four. And that's when I get to, you know, make my list of the things that I would do in that time. But it's, it's getting, first of all, very clear on how you want to feel. And then again, aligning your action with that desire. And you do have to get organized about it. Mm -hmm. You do. Like that's why scheduling tools exist. (laughs) I know that's one of the reasons why I love iCal Mm -hmm. um, because you can invite people, you can have shared calendars, you know, Um, one of my, two of my brothers have four kids and 
Um, they were just recently in town and I saw their iCal and all the different colors for all the different kids. And like, it was a very multicolored schedule, but I can imagine, you know, if that's your life and that's what you're looking at, like, how do you insert gas stations for yourself along the way? Otherwise you'll run out of gas. And I can imagine like one of the things that you you've kept saying is like, how do I want to feel? You don't want to feel like on your knees in the middle of a panic attack. Nope. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not doing opposite. that again. So what do I need? Exactly. That's the motivator to mm-hmm. not feel that way again. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, lessons learned, <laughs> right. Hit the gas station, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it's like things I need to do and things I don't need to do. I don't need to be having coffee at 3 PM. That's not aligned with how I want to feel. So it's right. being able to make for or against those decisions. Right. Right. And then having the support of people, you know, like, instead of uh, 3 p.m. coffee, like stepping outside with the kids and going for a walk or something, or, mm-hmm. you know, having that uh, mom time from 12 to four and inserting something in there. So I know that um, like you've been supporting, so you've, you changed your pain into a new purpose in your life that was more aligned yeah. with who you authentically are so that you can have the feeling state that is authentic to you so that you can be you in all the different facets of your life with your kids, with your partner, family, and friends, right. And, and your clients. And so what have you noticed are kind of the touchstone themes Mm -hmm. in the work that you've been doing with your clients that might be helpful for others to kind of keep a locked in their head, you know, like Mm -hmm. the first step, the breadcrumbs crumbs, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's actually funny because as my business model expands and I grow, I really, um, am getting so much clearer too on this, on this path. And really, I think like what that looks like for my clients. And I think when, when someone say first comes in to work with me, they're usually at a stage of what I call self-reclamation. So they're at the stage where they're refining themselves again, they're working through transition. And a lot of times breakup or babies or new mm-hmm. career, something like that. Like they're, they're working through an issue where their inner stuff is showing up in, if that makes sense, wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) Exactly. So um, if you have, for instance, a, a fear underneath of being, being seen and you hide, well, then you're not going to speak up in your partnership. You're not going to share your idea at work. Um, Someone's going to ask you what you think and you go, Oh, doesn't matter whatever you want. Right. And, and fast forward, you feel disconnected from yourself. You feel like you can't trust yourself. You feel like you have nothing worthy to share and therefore enforces that unworthiness beliefs, not good enough and whatnot. So self-reclamation is really that piece of understanding the ways in which your limiting beliefs keep you playing small in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways and also finding those joy moments are the alignment. Like what is it even nailing down? How do I want to feel? A lot of people don't know. So we work through that and then we transition into what I call self-leadership. And um, it's not a term made by me, but it's really that process of then, okay, it's the, you know, the, what we do, the, how we do and the, why we do it. And so that's really that aligned action. And I work with people in 
particular to this in creating new businesses. That's my focus right now is other female entrepreneurs who want to work for themselves or leave their corporate job or create something new just based out of their own education, lived experience, healed experience, things like that. And and so that's self-leadership and really where it's moving into is, is the mindful boss. And that's my, my focus and my next piece that I'm developing right now with, with my clients is stepping into the mindful boss, the leadership, the empowered leadership, transformative leadership, and really whether that's a team, a corporation or a home or just yourself, like we all have leadership skills that we need developing. Yeah. Women are natural born leaders. You know, they're the the hub of the home. Right. And uh, so it's important that we know how to lead ourselves mm-hmm. and the people that are in our lives so that all the communities and systems that we're a part of are flowing nicely, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I think a lot of women don't see themselves as a leader. And again, if it's, if you're not employed, you're still a leader at home or within your community. Um, you have a huge ripple effect over the world by changing the lives of the people within your home. Like that, there's no place too small to start, right? Or it's even within yourself. Once you can step into that next version, higher version of yourself, you bring that along with you and you bring that to everyone you touch on a daily basis. So, and even whether you're like the, the cubicle worker who thinks like, I'm not a leader here. Yeah, you are. You're a leader among your peers. Well because said. again, it's, it's like what you bring. It's your mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we influence the people around us. That's just the energy of life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for this. I, mm-hmm. I think that for those people out there, and I know that there's many right now that are struggling and perhaps feeling lost. Like my sister was just in town too, and she's 45, I think. Um, and it's like, it, we're in the middle of the road now for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, how old people are that are listening, but this is a time where you're, you're checking yourself or when life happens and it's like a stun a a stunning moment, you know, where, what am I doing? And is this really what I want to be doing? And I think COVID now that trans people are transitioning back into the social world, now that (laughs) restrictions are lifting, um, it's almost like we're learning how to walk again. We're learning how to be social again. And how do I want to be in the world? And I like, I like that question. How do I want to feel? When was the last time I felt good And what are some small little steps I can take to taste that again and chase that joy, right? Totally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, as you get more practiced in that, and it can just be like part of your daily routine, right? In the morning you wake up and we talk about, you know, setting an intention for the day. Well, it's like, how does I want this day to feel? Mm -hmm. And just by pausing and asking ourselves that question and then trusting what comes up and then actually doing it, (laughs) that's how you find alignment. Love that. And I suppose if people want to continue along with that, you have a podcast, Life with Soul, yes? Yes, it's coming out next week on the 24th. Yes. The 24th of May? Yes. And what day of the week will it be coming out on? Tuesday. Awesome. Tuesday, May 24th, yes. And if people want to, you know, turn their pain into purpose, how do they get a hold of you? They can find me online at melissagiller.com or they can reach out to me on Instagram. Give me a follow at melissa underscore giller. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for today. And I look forward to our next one. (laughs) Yes, me too. Yes. You'll be a guest on mine. (laughs) Okay. Then see you later. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Journey with Julie. If you feel like this episode has been of benefit to you, feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on my website or on Apple or Google Podcasts. And if you have a question, topic, or story that you'd love to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please visit my website and leave me a note. If you'd like more, feel free to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll see you next Tuesday where we'll hear more about how to shift your life from surviving to thriving.